This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's a new week here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. I'm Nigel Seeley, and I'm looking ahead to three, well, hopefully three, uh, ATP Tour tournaments this week uh, in the company of our senior handicapper for Because We Win. It's Sean Calvert. Now, Sean, we have three tournaments planned, an ATP Tour 500 event in Hamburg in Germany, match a tournament that we're supposed to be in attendance at, and we have two ATP Tour 250 events in Croatia and Atlanta in stateside. Uh, Let's start off with the Hamburg tournament. Before we come in, are you okay? A good week? Everything all right? Nice, nice and, uh, nice and chilled, or...? Still a bit stressed nice out. Nice and chilled. Nice and chilled, yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. I've just been at a basketball tournament today. We're legging in Basildon. Oh. Um, so that's... Uh, the that hotbed of international basketball. The, the NBA. Honestly, uh, the N- I don't national think the Basildon NBA will have any scouts there. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Um, there was just a load of kids causing absolute chaos. Um, obviously, it's the school holidays now as well. So, um, yeah. No, not not relaxed at all, but uh, never mind. I we're going to get on Hamburg, it? aren't we, in a few days? Well, so. Well, hopefully. Maybe that'll be. How did they get on at the basketball tournament before we uh, go into Hamburg? Uh, they didn't win. They won a couple of matches, but they didn't win the tournament outright. That was won by Rayleigh. So, oh. you know, for the, for the second consecutive year, incidentally. So, um, yeah. Oh, Good news got the for biggest Rayleigh basketball kids, fans. The biggest kids? Tall. I think they were just the best. Lagan's only just started playing basketball, so it's, it's a new okay. one. He's more of a football guy, but he likes to dabble in other sports as well, as you know, rugby, basketball, whatever he can get his hands on. Well, uh, we know, we got the, we got all the information here of the Rayleigh Basketball League. We've got a new show starting next week, the Rayleigh Basketball <laughs> Handicapping Show with Sean Calvert and Lagan giving you the best bets on the local basketball league over there. Uh, let's move on to the tennis this week, and obviously we 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 sort of touching on about it there. We're supposed to, both we're both supposed to be setting off the Hamburg for the clay court event, the European Open. I'm going off tomorrow morning, first out of school holiday, dreading the thought of getting to the airport tomorrow in London, heading across to Hamburg, and I'm also dreading what awaits me when i arrive in germany the weather forecast yeah. all week is absolutely dreadful this is an atp tour event and a wta event they've only got one court with a roof they've got to get through a lot of tennis and the weather all week is awful um there's no odds available yet with bet rivers and no odds available i, I don't expect probably until tomorrow, tomorrow morning if we're lucky we have some match bets, but before we do that, it's it's a real difficult one to even talk about what we're going to plan, how we're going to look at the court conditions. We don't know because the weather's just not on our side tomorrow, is it, or all week? Well, if if the weather forecast is correct, and it it often isn't, it said it was going to it said there was going to be sixty millimeters of rain in Gestad last week. I don't think there was six or even zero point six, so they got that wrong. Um, but it doesn't look it doesn't look like the same sort of forecast, does it? That was thunderstorms, and they can sort of miss the area. This is just a big green cloud of rain, isn't it? Which is settled in over the sort of Hamburg area and over a lot of Europe, actually, uh, Northern Europe uh, anyway. And um, it's more sort of in the north of Germany, isn't it, um, Hamburg? But it's very difficult to talk about, yeah, because you've got an ATP event and a WTA event, as you said. The ATP 500 quite a lot of matches, big draw. 
Um, they've only got the one court of the Rothenbaum that has a roof. Um, at the time that we're talking, they still haven't even finished the final round of qualifying. Those matches were all scheduled for today on an outside court because they were doing the women's matches on the on the centre court, which does have a roof. So if we're saying it's going to rain all week, and um, we're, we're saying that there's an entire ATP 500 and WTA, um, slightly lower level, 250, if, if you want to call it that, tournament to be played, and we've only got one court, I mean, how are they going to do it? We could be in a situation where they have to play several matches in one day. They might even, if this if this range doesn't let up at all, they might move some matches to an indoor facility, which I, I'm not sure whether they even have. If they do that, that, that makes it an entirely different tournament, doesn't it? Because if we're looking at, at Hamburg, it's um it's not normally the slowest of of clay court tournaments. It's normally a little bit livelier than than places like Umag. Um, but the stats put it roughly the sort of same sort of pace as Munich, so perhaps slightly quicker. If you're now looking at players that would go well in those sort of conditions and they move it indoors, that's you know, that's that's just a complete waste of everybody's time, isn't it? It completely changes the the pattern and the look and the feel. And of the tournament from an outdoor sort of medium paced outdoor clay tournament to an indoor hard tournament. So uh, there's no lines up yet because qualifying hasn't finished. So it's, it's a difficult one for us to really kind of talk about at the minute. Yeah. Uh, really hard. I mean, we can't have a bet. We can't really predict the bet or predict any angles until we know exactly what the conditions are there. If you look at the break, let's have a look at the players in, in, in attendance, if they are going to attend them, I and some of them might, might not even decide to turn up. Casper pulled out already. Sorry? Hasn't there? Rusevori's pulled out already, yeah. and so has Van der Zanskul. So that's that's two out. There may be several more. I think there could be. And if the number one seed, Casper uh, Rude, is, uh, he just come back, he's just lost the tournament final in uh, Bastard, um, Bastard, 7-6-6 yep. uh, love in the final set so against Andre Rublev. So, not kind of sure if he's going to fancy going to, to Hamburg with all the rain. And the number two seed is that man who beat him, Rublev. Uh, we also have Mazzetti, who won this tournament for us last year at a massive 80 to 1. You will not be getting an 80 to 1 about Mazzetti this time around. Uh, no. Zerev, the leading the home hopes, the German, uh, he's in the tournament. Kikmanovic is the number eight seed in the top half. Davidovic, Fikina, Echeverry. And we have Francesco Serendulu. So it's really, really hard to have a bet here. It's really, really hard to give any kind of betting indication on what we should do because of the uh, we don't know what the, the tournament condition is going to be like as I said there's only one tournament with the roof so now it's going to be playing in on the clay there but it's going to be indoors of the clay uh, I'm, I'm coming out there tomorrow so I'll give you an update when I get there of the weather and the conditions I'll also be there on Tuesday and Wednesday I'm actually at the tennis on Tuesday and Wednesday uh, and Sean will join uh, take over from me on Wednesday so uh, we'll see what happens but at the moment unfortunately we can't really break it down we can give you the the stuff which you can follow on our Twitter account on our Instagram account at because we win we'll give you updates when we get there but as of now it's it's not looking good for anyone betting at Hamburg and it's not very good for us to uh, to break down this tournament however saying all that there is one match that's caught your attention Sean it's uh, the match mm-hmm. between Richard Gasquet, uh, the tour veteran. I read somewhere, I think he's one match away from 600 ATP tour wins. Um, I think that's what he needs. I think he's something like that, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's very close to making history. He's up against uh, Daniel Altmaier, uh, who is uh, the local, well, he's not local, he's a German uh, at home. He's minus $2 favourite against Richard Gasquet. And Richard Gasquet is plus 163. And the head-to-head here is very good for the Frenchman. He is a veteran. Um, we have touched about this before, about the age. I know... Um, Someone who's watching this show regularly always sends me data and talks about someone whose age against a younger opponent. He always wants to be 
with the younger opponent when they come to the twilight of their career. But you're you're bucking that trend, Sean, and going with Richard Gasquet to get something from this match. Um, give us the reasoning for your thinking on that match. It didn't it didn't work with Roger Federer, did it? When he was what 39, 40, still winning Grand Slams. Um, but he had a pretty he's Roger Federer. He is Roger Federer. To be he fair. is Roger Federer. But you know, you could argue Gasquet similarly talented. You know, he's, he's all the ability in the world. Gasquet certainly not the mental strength. Uh, that's that's something that's held him back throughout his career, no doubt. But um, I just think this is a. I just looked at this price and I thought I, I can't have that. Altmaier is. Um, a very erratic performer at the best of times. His his record in Hamburg is about as bad as it could be. Zero and four in Hamburg, and his service points one, return points one total in those four matches is eighty eight. So it doesn't it doesn't really get much worse than that. So he's he's obviously not performed here, whether that's nerves or whatever. Uh, Gasquet incidentally is three three um, and a hundred, three three wins, three losses, and a hundred service points one, return points one total. That's since it's been a 500, it was a, it was a Masters series years ago, wasn't it? I think he got to the final here in 2005 when it was a Masters Gasquet. Anyway, the head-to-head, 2-0 to Gasquet, uh, both on clay, service points, one return points, one totals, 104 to 96 to Gasquet, so pretty big advantage. And Gasquet's created a, a huge 1.14 breakpoint chances every Altmaier service game. and he, But he only took 25% of them. He only took one in four of those breakpoint chances. Had he taken a few more, as you would probably expect him to, it would have been an even heavier uh, defeat for Altmaier. I mean, I think this price is about the fact that Gasquet has struggled recently on the clay. He said he doesn't, he, he prefers uh, quicker surfaces, but that said, he didn't do particularly well on grass either. He has been playing on clay within the last sort of few weeks. He got to the final in San Benedetto uh, on the clay a couple of weeks ago, a lot of sort of long and tough matches there. And then he played Hopman Cup where he beat Holger Rune, which sounds great on paper, doesn't it? But, Rune wasn't well at all. I don't know why he was even playing that um, Holger Rune, but but Gasquet's not going to not going to care about that. He's just beating Holger Rune on clay. He's he's going to be happy now. He's trotting off to Hamburg, and he's facing a guy he's beaten. Well, he's beaten him both times. Um, you know, not massively comfortably beating him, but certainly uh, from those those data uh, those stats that I just pointed to, it's it's been a, a reasonably solid two nil series to. To Gasquet. I think Altmaier's perhaps a bit better off at, at, at altitude where the ball bounces up a bit higher. Um, not sure he's particularly great at sort of sea level events. As I say, his Hamburg record is terrible. Um, slight worry about Gasquet in terms of his legs, um, but I've taken minus 143, uh, 1.7 about Gasquet winning a set. So Gasquet plus one and a half sets. I, I can't see Altmaier winning this in straight sets. I, I, I'm not sure he's going to win it at all, Altmaier, but if he wins it 2 0, I'll be, I'll be pretty surprised. I've taken a uh, a slightly circumspect bet there with Gasquet. Is there anything about the the weather and the conditions that worry you? But I think if it goes indoors, or it, it, it will Gasquet be indoors. More, yeah, it? yeah, so, it will be indoors. So it won't be it won't be damp conditions because the roof. I imagine that roof is staying on. No, but it, I, no, I was thinking there. if it wasn't if it wasn't on centre court, it would go indoors into an indoor probably hard court. That would probably suit Gasquet more, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we we really are just guessing what's going to happen in that case. But I think this will be on the centre court because he's German. Um, I think they tend to put the German players on the centre court if they can. Um, yeah, if it goes outdoors, it, we're then in, in a situation where it might be raining, but it might not be raining enough for, for them to call it off, in which case I would this this bet would perhaps worry me a little bit. Um, let's say if it's on the centre court, I, I'm certainly very happy to take that on. Certainly if it moves indoors, I'd be very happy to take that on. The only, the only situation where I wouldn't be happy to take it on is if, if they were playing on a really damp court in the rain, then I would perhaps 
be 50 50 but i'm not sure out might be good in those conditions either though to be honest low bounce he doesn't like that um so happy to take that to uh, take that wager yep uh so you can head to the veterans website there's 29 different bets available on this match uh it will be played it will be played on the roof if it's on center court but hopefully on the outside courts so they may have to move indoors if it goes indoor hard that will suit gasca even more we don't even know if they've got indoor hard courts here they might have to play down the road where was the tournament you were at when they had to move it it was in it was in napoli wasn't that it? was in napoli yeah that wasn't because of well it was sort of because mm. of the rain it's because the, the court service that they'd laid down wasn't uh waterproof so it kind of the the, the water kind of seeped through the the hardcore service that they'd put down and it was on top of clay courts that they had there so it all just turned into mush mm. um and they had to move the doubles to and the qualifying over to somewhere that was about 25 kilometers away it was that was an absolute shambles i would assume somewhere like hamburg would have an indoor facility but i couldn't i couldn't swear to it i'm not entirely sure if you do know give us a little message here yeah let us know on, on this youtube page <laughs> or, or or email us or tweet us or whatever you want to do let us know because uh might save us a few quid on the journey. We might not be able to get a seat of tennis. So uh, if you don't know, go to the website, 29 different markets. The spread is minus two and a half. Altmaier minus two and a half. Gasquet plus two and a half plus 105. The total is 22 and a half. But Sean's official pick here is uh, Gasquet plus uh, to win a set at, uh, is it minus, we said minus? Minus 143, 1.7. Minus one, 143, Gasquet to win a set. Now let's move across to another part of Europe, but with very, very different conditions. We're going to the beautiful Croatia. I had the option to go to Croatia this week or Hamburg, and I decided to go to Hamburg. Well, why didn't we? I was supposed to be going to Umag as well, but I, I couldn't I couldn't do it because Natasha couldn't get the time off work. So uh, I had to go for Hamburg. It was my second choice as well, even though it's a much bigger event. Um, why, did, why, did, why didn't we just decide to go to Croatia? We would have got lovely weather. We would have, you know, anyway... There's going to be a beautiful tournament going on in Croatia. There is a bit of thunderstorms later in the week, but tomorrow, Monday, the weather is absolutely perfect. It's not the greatest of fields here in Umark. It's an ATP Tour 250 event. Before we give you the outright market, Sean, give us a little bit about what the conditions will be like in the beautiful Croatia. It's clay again, yeah, quickly. It's, yeah, it's one of the slowest of the season, um, Umag. 73% holds, 67% first serve points. One that suggests it's pretty slow. Um, that puts it about the same sort of speed as Monte Carlo, which you were at earlier on in the season, weren't you? Which is mm-hmm. on the stats, the slowest of all clay court events. Only 27% of the matches feature a tie break on average. They usually start late in the afternoon because of the heat. They don't normally start till sort of about 5 p.m. local time. Um, it's a bit of a party tournament there. It's all There's all DJs and all sorts going on oh. there. Um, <laughs> Why don't you tell <laughs> sorry me this? To, sorry to tell you this, but, you know... <sighs> I didn't think that'd be your scene anyway, Matt. We'll be singing didn't... in the rain. The weather girls, it's raining then. Uh, I think well, it's a bit more of a hip scene. always take the that. weather with you. That'll be played on the DJ. And the they, won't, they won't be playing that. Oh, okay. um, slow conditions, as I say. Um, looking at the trends, only one top seed has, has even made the final here since Nikolai Devidenko won it in 2009. That was Alcaraz, and he lost to Yannick Sinner last year. So it's a, a been a poor tournament for number one seeds has Umag. Uh, qualifiers have got a great record here. Keep your eye on the qualifiers. Um, two champions, one runner-up, and four semi-finalists from the last eight editions. So that's a really strong trend for, for qualifiers going well. Um, Italian players always go well here. We'll talk about that in a minute. It tends to be a, a tournament for the real sort of out-and-out clay quarters. Cecchinato's won here. Lajevic, Fognini. Um, Pella's made the final. Paolo Lorenzi, and Andrej Martin, Jao Sosa. All these guys have, have gone well here over the years. 
Um, but it's not a great field, as you said. There's only one top 40 player in it this year, and that's um, Yuri Leheka. And he is the tournament favourite and the number one seed at plus 650 with Bet Rivers. Then we have a whole host of players. Sorry, behind him, we have Stanislaus Arinka at seven to one. He's the number six seed in the bottom half of the draw. Then at eight to one, we have Dominic Team, uh, Ofner. We have uh, Sonegu. Ten to one, Matteo Alnardi. Uh, 14 to one, Kabeash Banner. Uh, 14 to one, Jao Munar. And 16 to one, Alberto Ramos Vinolis, who got injured today uh, in the final against Cashin in the second set. Uh, lost the set six love, uh, fought back in the third, but uh, was beaten by the Argentinian in Gustard. So maybe not even, a, maybe a doubt about him coming across here. Um, so as I say, it's not the most, uh, of <laughs> the dynamic uh, draw to say the least. And uh, if you look at the draw, there's no real much of advantage in the top half and the bottom half, probably slight favouring the top half, I would have thought, compared to the bottom half that has a few more established clay court performers. But uh, you've broken it down, Sean. You've got an outright pick. Where are you heading this week in Omarg? Yeah, I've got a couple of outright picks here. One in the okay. top half and one in the bottom half. In the top half, I've gone with Matteo Arnaldi, uh, around about the 10 to 1 mark. Um, as I, I sort of mentioned a few minutes ago, Italians do get an awful lot of support here in Umag. It's not far away at all. Um, nice part of the world to be in. A lot of Italians go over there and they they do get very well supported. Italians have actually won it three times um, from the last six editions. So it's a, a strong trend there for the Italians. His stats this season are, are very good, better than pretty much anything in his top half of the draw, or at least equal. Uh, service points, one return points, one total of 100. If you look at Yuri Leheka, for example, he's he's only 7-6 win-loss this season on clay and, and on a 98 total. So he's not as good as Arnaldi. He's injured anyway, or was. At Wimbledon, wasn't he, the hacker? So he's not played since retiring against Medvedev at Wimbledon. Um, the other high seed, I mean, we're looking at Sebastian Offner here as a number three seed in an ATP main level event, which is something I don't believe I've ever seen before. His stats are the same as Arnaldi's, but he's played an awful lot of tennis last week and the week before on clay. So he's potentially going to be a little bit leggy. Um, Dominic team, uh, as I've said many times, this, this, this comeback, it's, it's not happening. Um, and even if it is, it's it's not likely to happen here. He's he's due to play Kitzbühel next week in his homeland. I, I can't imagine he's going to be putting in a massive shift here when he's got Kitzbühel next week. And you could say the same about Offner as well, who's also due to play Kitzbühel. Marin Church is here in the top half, but he's coming back from knee surgery. It's certainly a stretch to assume that he's going to win on on clay after knee surgery, his first first tournament back. And there's not a lot else in that top half that that really worries me. Um, so taking Arnaldi there. Um, and I've got one in the bottom half as well. So an Audi Italian, uh, number seven C. What price are we get him? Ten to one. Ten to one, yeah. Ten to one. Is it a win-only bet or an each way? I'll take him each way. I'll take okay. him each way. So each way, an Audi get half the odds to one two. So five to one to make the final. Ten to one to win the tournament. And hopefully, his opponent in the final will be Fabian Marijan. Hopefully, twenty to one shot. Um, many people would have seen him beat Carlos Alcaraz on the clay of Rome a few months ago. So you can't deny his talent, certainly. If you look at his stats, uh, he plays mainly on the challenger circuit at the minute. His stats this season, 19-6 win-loss on the clay, a 106 service points, one return points, one total, and a 111 service hold break total in challenges this season. So very, very strong stats from Marijan on the clay. He was playing in the challenger in Trieste, um, up until today, actually, which is only 50 kilometers away. It's just 50 kilometers north, kind of around the corner uh, from Umag. So very, very close. 
for him there. He's only you know, less than an hour and away in a car. He he was a set and a break up in the semi-finals, which was then delayed by rain. Um, and they came back today and he 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 lost, which suggests to me that he he just thought, well, you know, I'm due in Umag tomorrow. I, you know, I haven't got time to hang around here. So he's he's come down to um to Umag slightly early. If you look at this bottom half of the draw, there's a, there's an awful lot of questions about the favourites. Lorenzo Sonego couldn't really complete his match last week against Albert Ramos. He had cramp. I watched that match, the last game. He I think he was I think he was 30 love up in the in the final game of the match and he just couldn't move after that. You can't get treatment for cramp, can you? It's not it's not allowed. It's 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 not a condition that you're allowed the trainer for. So he just he just hobbled on for five minutes. He couldn't serve. Um and Ramos just just knocked it off and and, and won very fortunately you might say. And he had a finger injury in that match as well, Sonego. Roberto Carbaix Brianna is the other high seed. He retired last week injured in Gestad against Vavrinka after a set and a bit. Albert Ramos, I, I I cannot for the life of me see him see him fancying this. I'll go into more detail on that later. Um about Ramos. So I think this is really wide open. You know, I think there's a few. Shevchenko is a possibility as well. Corrier is a possibility. Um but I've taken the potential on on Marija. I think he's um I think he's a decent price here. So there you have two outright picks, one in the top half, Matteo Arnaldi at 10 to 1. And Marajan, the guy who beat, uh, famously beat Carlos Alcaraz in, is it Rome, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was Rome. Yeah. Uh, as a huge, huge dog, and he's available at what price is Marajan? 20? 20 to 1. 20 to 1. So there are mm. the two picks, both each way. Hopefully we can get a dream final uh, in Umag, where really, as Sean, as Sean says, look at the qualifiers. I mean, but the reasons to oppose Dominic team, the reasons to play Chilich, both of them are due to play qualifiers. Uh, so there could be a qualifier there who can come through in that section of the draw and do well as well. So look out for the qualifiers who go into that ATP Tour 250 event. Uh, let's look at some matches. You've highlighted three matches here. The first one I really like. Uh, we've got Mark andre Husler up against Federico Curia. Husler is having a terrible run of form at the moment. Uh, he's lost his last three matches, uh, beating the first round of Gustard, first round of Wimbledon, first round of Eastbourne. Um, his record on clay this year is dreadful. Only won three of the 11 matches he's played. He plays Korea, who is a, a much more proven uh, clay course. So reached a fi- quarterfinals in uh, Mustard. And um, he is a, um, the head-to-head here as well. So he favours Korea as well. He leads 1-0 on the head-to-head. Uh, the price on the match here is Korea is minus 139. Husler is plus 112. The spread is one and a half, minus one and a half for Korea, minus 112. Husler is minus 114, receiving one and a half. And the total in this match is 22 and a half. Um, I like the Argentinian here uh, to win this. I know he's minus 139. And it's very rare that you you put up a minus money favorite here. And uh, you're nodding your head in approval, I hope. Yeah, I am. Um, it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't, like odds on shots if if they're value odds on shots then i like them most of the time they're not they're not particular value but i took 1.84 about Corrier earlier on i'm not sure what he is now in, in decimal probably about 1.8 or so is it something like that yeah um let's just have a look at this head i mean it's it's one nil to Corrier, as you said that was played on clay at slight altitude which you would have thought would favor Husler at the salzburg challenger a couple of years ago Corrier was a 1.6 favorite that day and won now he's 1.8 or 1.84 that I got in, in in much, much slower conditions where you would think that Correa would be more likely to win. Um, yet he's a bigger price than he was two years ago. I'm not sure what the reasoning for that is, to be honest. Um, 
it can't be Hughesler's great form because, he, as you said, he's not in great form. He's lost 16 of his last 20 main level matches. So you can't you can't get much worse worse form than that. Uh, his clay stats on the last 12 months at main level, he's won seven win-loss. That's a 13% win rate. And his service points, one over 10 points, one total is 98. Torrier, you know, not fabulous, but much, much better. Seven, six win-loss, uh, 54% win rate and a 101 total. So better clay stats for Torrier. He's won the head-to-head in, in at altitude, which you might say would favour uh, Huesler. This is much, much slower, um, the sort of conditions that Correa likes. Another factor here is that Huesler is another one who's probably going to be playing Kitzbühel last week. He's At the time that we're talking now, he's currently first alternate for Kitzbühel next week. So the next time someone drops out, which I'm, I'm sure they will in the next seven days or so, he'll get directly into the main draw. He, he might well get a wild card anyway, but the, the reality is he's much more likely to fancy playing in Kitzbühel than slugging it out with these real out-and-out clay dogs in the in the heat of, of Umag. So happy to take Correa at that price. Um, simple as that. Yeah, I like that bet a lot. What a fantastic price you took earlier. Yeah, I don't hang about. Unfortunately, I never saw away. that. Never. I, I obviously, you obviously didn't get the uh, the WhatsApp or the text message when you when you saw that price because I, I was out. I was out grafting. I didn't, I didn't even see was how, can you, how can you find? How can you find these bets when you're in a basketball tournament? I was about to say multitasking. That's what it is. You're supposed to be cheering your kid and you're on the phone finding the value in the umak. As I said, multitasking. <laughs> I can I can do more than one thing at once. Well, well, I wouldn't challenge. Not very I, well, not no. not successfully, but I can. can do more than one thing. Mrs. Calvin, no, you can do that because you'll be doing all kinds of stuff. So keep that very much to yourself. Uh, the she, next, she doesn't watch this show anyway. It's fine. Uh, why not? I thought. I thought. I thought, I thought the, about tennis. Well, I thought the Calvin um, family would be very high on the older downloads to get us quite high up. Nah, Lagan nah. loves YouTube, but he doesn't. He doesn't nah. like me on YouTube. Nah, nah. He's, he's only into the all the you know kid stuff. Exactly. Uh, next match you want to talk about is an all Spanish affair, and um, I expect these lines to change because what happened today? Jao uh, Munar is minus one seventy five against Albert Ramos, who's plus one thirty eight. The spread here is two and a half, uh, with Munar uh, giving up two and a half. Ramos Vinolos plus two and a half, and the total is twenty one and a half. I have real doubts whether Ramos Vinolos will make it here this week because to this, I actually watched the final this morning against. Uh, uh, Kachin and I actually bet Kachin to win the tournament actually because we bet him to beat Bautista a good wasn't it last week yeah and I thought if he yeah. gets through this he can open it up a little bit and I just had a very small bet of 14 to 1 he won the tournament um, and um, I bet him today in play when he went a set down at plus well it was his breakdown he was plus 125 but he was injured in that second set he, he didn't look well he, he lost the second set six love he fought back in the third but he, he used a lot of energy and at his age i just thought to myself well, he's definitely someone to fade next next time they play and uh, this is the match yeah again i took uh, a prize that probably isn't there anymore i took um slight odds against actually earlier on today um about moonar winning this minus two and a half games um i think it's a 1.88 chance now seems lower than that it's minus 134 Okay, what's that in English? UK around about one one point seven two. Okay, so that's yeah, that's that's been that's been knocked a little bit. Then in that case, um, let, let's kind of go into the reasoning. You've, you've kind of mentioned it there, really. Ramos, he was always going to be fatigued after after Gestard, um, whether he won or lost. You know, thirty five years of age. We know Ramos plays a lot better at altitude. The reason I didn't really consider him as a as a likely winner of Gestard was just because he's he's not shown any form at all. Um, this season, I, I, it felt like felt like he was kind of going to the end of his career. 
If you look at his record in Gestad, 12-2 win-loss and a 106 service points, one return points, one tell. A whole break total of 114. Look at Eminumag, 5-5 win-loss and his total is 99 and his whole break is 102. So much, much inferior stats uh, for Ramos in Umag than, than Gestad. He's all, another factor is he's also entered for Kitzbühel next week, Ramos, where, again, it's altitude. He's previously made the final and the semi-final there in his last three visits. Uh, he had blisters on his foot, I think, didn't he, in that Gestard final? Mm-hmm. And now he's playing Munar. I know he's got a great head-to-head against Munar, 5-0, but they've not met since 2020 on a hard court. And Munar, he's, he's going to make you he's gonna make you play, um, uh, you know, a, a very, very physical match. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure Ramos can cope with that. So I went for the minus two and a half games on Muna. They have it. They're the two bets we have uh, in Umag uh, on the match bets there. And our final tournament uh, is stateside in Atlanta, where the conditions are beautiful. We could have gone there. We could have gone there. It's very, very hot. It's a long old way, that is. It's isn't a it? long old way, but it's in Atlanta. It's dominated by the Americans. The tournament is dominated by Americans. In the last 12 years, nine uh, US players, nine times it's been won by an American player, three times by an Australian. But one man who dominates it is John Isner. This is John Isner's tournament. He's won it six times. I'm guessing with John Isner's record, this is going to be very, this is a very, very fast, hard court tournament here. Uh, the market is dominated by big serving Americans, Fritz, Shelton. Uh, it's got to be a got to be a fast call, isn't it, Sean? This one with the, with the list of previous winners we have here. Yeah, two hundred and eighty-five meters of altitude here, not massive, but enough. Uh, the balls do fly in the heat and humidity. It's normally very, very hot and humid here. Averages eighty-four percent holds, seventy-six percent first serve points. One makes it the fifth quickest conditions of the season and the quickest in the US. Uh, an average of forty-five percent of the matches feature a tiebreaker, so very quick conditions. Yeah. Uh, number one seed is Taylor Fritz, who's not in the greatest of form. He's the tournament favourite, plus 330. Then we have Christopher Eubanks. I mean, no, we haven't. We have Alex Diminor, who won this tournament. He's won this twice, won it in 2022 and 2019. He's a number two seed. He's plus 450. Christopher Eubanks. I mean, really? How can Christopher Eubanks be five to one to win this tournament? I know he had All a pretty good... on it now. It's his home tournament, isn't it? Well, he might be. Well, it's his home tournament. He might, but five to one. I mean, I know, come it's on. It's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous price. Uh, John is there has won it so many times. He's 12. He's going to be a very, very popular bet. Ben Shelton at 16 to one. He's a collision course against Taylor Fritz. Uh, Dan Evans can't win a match at the moment. He's 16 to one. The Brit. Nakashima, 16 to one. Hugo Ember, also 16 to one. What do you like on the outright here, Sean? Uh, and top half, I've got two actually. Top half, okay. I've taken um, Jeff Wolf twenty-five to one. Um, really like his draw. His, his aggressive game should suit Atlanta. I'm just looking at the draw now. Actually, he's got a qualifier first up. I hope that's not Lloyd Harris because he could go well here. Harris as a qualifier, but we don't know who it's going to be yet, which is always a bit of a, a difficult thing for us to do when we've got Wolf versus qualifier. We don't know who that's going to be. Um, then he would play either a fatigued. Mickelson, who's who's gone deep the last two weeks or an out of form Cressy, and then he might get Dan Evans or or potentially the fading John Isner. Who I'm not I'm not sure he's uh, got that much left anymore. I'm not sure he can win another title here. Um, so I've taken Wolf twenty five to one um, in the top half. In the bottom half, I think this is I think this is quite open. I think I quite like the draw. I really like the draw for Brandon Nakashima, uh, former finalist here. He hasn't shown much this season with injuries. Form's not been great, but he's you know, he's, he's too good a player to, to stay in the doldrums for long. And uh, as I say, he's a former finalist here. 6-2 win-loss record um, uh, he has here at Nakashima. So 
the draw, as I said, he's playing Purcell. Really should be beating Purcell. Then he might get Eubanks. He's gone well against big servers. Um, Nakashima redirects their pace pretty well, so I'd be confident in that one. Nishioka would potentially be another guy he's got to play, but he's he needs matches. He's he's struggling at the minute. Uh, injuries. And then you've got Diminor, and, and Nakashima beat Diminor in their only career meeting. So there's a path there that I can see for Nakashima, so I'm happy to take um, him each way at uh, 16s. Nakashima, 16 to 1, and Wolf uh, at 20 or 25, did you say that? 25 is Wolf. 25. Just be careful who he gets uh, in the qualification, but he is a number eight seed. Wolf is in the top half with Taylor Fritz, Ben Shelton, uh, and JJ Wolf, and John Isner. Obviously, a very dangerous floater there. Uh, one match you've highlighted for us, and it's uh, an interesting one indeed. You've got uh, Kokonakis, the big serving Aussies, minus 152 against Gail Monfils, who's been given a wild card here. He's He's got to perform at home on a tennis court after the what his, his partner did, uh, Svitolina, has been doing on the women's tour. So it's up to Gail now to go and earn some money for the household. Uh, you've got a big favourite in this one. You've got um, you've got uh, Kokonakis, minus 152. As I said, Gail and Monfils, plus 123. The spread here is one and a half, minus 120. Kokonakis giving up one and a half. Galmon Feast is plus one and a half at minus 107, and the total is 22 and a half. 28 different bets on this match available on the Bet Rivers website. And Sean Calvert's found one that he likes. What's that bet? I think you have to take a chance on Monfils if you're in an adventurous mood. Um, it's not for the faint hearted, as we know with Galmon Feast, anything is, is possible. But Kokinarkis, I'm not sure I can have him as favorite here. I mean, I know Monfils has been out injured you know, for a long time. He's been playing in this uh, Patrick Moratoglu exhibition series in LA, hasn't he, over the last few days with, um, uh, who else has been playing there? Uh, TFO. Shelton, Shelton, TFO. Uh, Shelton, Yibing Wu's been playing there as well. Kyrgios has been coaching uh, TFO, hasn't he? That hasn't gone too well. I think TFO lost his first few matches, so Coach Kyrgios might be getting the uh, getting the bullet there, unfortunately. Um, Kokinakis played uh, only on Friday at the Granby Challenger, retired with a wrist injury against a very lowly ranked opponent. Uh, prior to that, did absolutely nothing on the grass swing. This time last year, he put in an absolutely shocking effort um, as a minus 667. That's 1.15 favorite against Andres Martin, lost in straight sets. And then to compound it, he went and won the doubles with um, with Nick Kyrgios. So this isn't a tournament that he's really put the effort in in, in singles. Um, this is definitely a, one that Mumphys can win if he's fit, which... You presume he is. He's playing that in, exhi- in that exhibition series. He beat Kokonakis pretty easy as a, a 1.5 uh, favourite in Adelaide, uh, January 2022. So if you are in an adventurous mood, uh, Monfils, uh, plus money, I think he's um, a decent uh, decent proposition there. So we're going to go for male, male? Gail Monfils, the male, uh, Gail Monfils, yeah, to win his match against Kokonakis. Well, you, know, you never usually get plus money about someone whose opponent pulled out injured in his last match. So that's it. It's a very, very busy week of tennis action. Hopefully the Hamburg tournament does get some play into it. Um, you'll be able to follow everything on the Bet Rivers website. As I say, if you miss one of the matches, you'll be able to live stream it. So you'll be able to watch it. If you can't watch it from uh, out and about on the television, you can watch it from your tablet or your computer or wherever you want on your mobile phone. Uh, just to let you know, the European matches do start very early. So around about 5 a.m. Eastern time, some of these matches started with the action in Atlanta around about 11 a.m. Eastern time. You've got the outright markets. You've got the best bets on the first round matches for first round, first round bets for you there as well. Um, there's four ways to follow us uh, and a new way to follow us. We have a brand new YouTube channel. So make sure you follow it. We, we've broken away 
from the traditional uh, content on the, the Bet Rivers Network. And we now have our very own one. It's the Betting Weekly a YouTube show, which you can follow at Because We Win. And that is our handle across everything. That's our handle on Twitter. That's our handle on Instagram. You can download our podcast here on your preferred podcast provider by searching Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. But our YouTube channel now is at Because We Win. Follow that. You'll get an alert. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll get all the content from me and Sean Calvert singing in the rain with our umbrellas in Hamburg, eating frankfurters. Uh, that has been a betting weekly game bet match. Sean, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, everyone, for Thank watching. You. And uh, we'll be in Derby. Auf Wiedersehen.